0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, I am again without my normal computer and all my fun equipment, so I'm going to try to keep this episode a little bit shorter, Um, and in order to do that... um, I'm going to kind of skip uh, for the second week in a row reading over the AMG rules forum, and we'll be going straight into... Building with Joe. Joe. And piggybacking off of the theme from last week where I talked uh, about the... Free ship lists that I think are viable. Um, I wanted to kind of throw some examples of those in each faction um, just to kind of give you an idea of what I was looking at. Now, I know a lot of this is all talk right now, uh, rest assured I will be putting one of these lists on the table tomorrow um, at my local game night, and uh, I will let you know next week how it went. Uh, So, without further ado, let's go ahead and start with... We're going to start with CIS, actually. And for this one, we've got uh, Darth Maul in The Infiltrator with the Scimitar title. Hate, Chancellor Palpatine, Novice Technician, and Jamming Beam. Bo-Katan in The Gauntlet with the Gauntlet title. Count Dooku, Tactical Officer, Veteran Tail Gunner, and Mandalorian Optics, and General Grievous with Impervium Plating, Afterburners, Solus 1, and Outmaneuver. Now, I'll point out that all of these lists are going to run uh, essentially the same way. Um, you're bringing Brig Red and Big Orange, and the idea is that uh, as best you can, you either set up to uh, take advantage of your opponent's outliers, or um, you spread out a little bit and let each ship kind of uh, take out things on its own. So that was CIS, let's go ahead and look at SCUM and see what we got. So for SCUM, now, and for this one I have to give a little bit of credit to Marcel Manzano from uh, Gold Squadron Podcast. He uh, talked about a build of Maul that I thought was hilariously fun and wanted to give it a try. So here's what we've got. We've got Maul in the Gauntlet with Night Brother Title, Lando Calrizian, Job of the Hutt, Overturn Mob Modulators, Veteran Tailgunner, Shattering Shot, Drop Base, Drop Seat Bay and Marshmanship, Bosk with Zam Wessel, Forlom, Houndstooth, Contraband Cybernetics, Greedo, Enduring, Electronic Baffle, the Nash-to-Pup, and then Manaru with Punishing 1, R5-P8, Jamming Beam, Contraband Cybernetics, and BT-1. Alright, we'll move up to Resistance. Resistance is, and this one I'm going to point out, is the only one of these big red lists that doesn't have a Double Tap in there somewhere. But I'm not sure that the Resistance needs it because of how hard each of these ships hits on its own. So we'll start off with Flyboy Poe, Rocking Proton Torpedoes, Black One Title, Overdrive Thrusters, Pattern Analyzer, R4, Astromech, and Marksmanship. Ray with Rose Tico, Novice Technician, Finn, Ray's Millennium Falcon title, Heroic, Shattering Shot, and Lulu Lampar with Hole Upgrade, Advanced Optics, Heroic, and Trick Shot. For the Rebellion, we've got Wedge and with Afterburners, plasma torpedoes, R4 crackshot and elusive, Finn Rao with clan training, crackshot and afterburners, and Leia Organa, excuse me, Leia Organa, with Millennium Falcon title, Bistan perceptive copilot, engine upgrade and compassion <clears throat> for the Republic. We've got Anakin Skywalker in the Delta-7B with R-4, Hole Upgrade, Extreme Maneuvers, Brilliant Evasion, and Ion Missiles. Obi-Wan Kenobi with R-4, Brilliant Evasion, Shattering Shot, and Hole Upgrade. And Hawk in the lat with Ghost Company, Fives, Clone Commander Cody, Dedicated, Barrage Rockets, and Tactical Scrambler. Then for Imperial, we've got fell with shield upgrade, targeting computer, predator, and ruthless. Duchess with ruthless, shield upgrade, and seismic charges. And Rear Admiral Chernu with Dauntless, Minister Tua, Darth Vader, Migs Mayfield, and Proton Torpedoes. And then last but not least is the first order. And I talked a little bit about this list last week, but uh, you've got Major Von Reg with Afterburner's hull Upgrade Daredevil and Outmaneuver, Quick Draw with Afterburner's Special Forces Gunner Fire Control System, Fanatical and Elusive, and Kylo Ren with Brilliant Evasion, Proton Torpedoes, Sensor Scramblers, and Sensitive Controls. So there's a whole bunch of lists. And again, I talked about it a little bit last week, but um just wanted to, just wanted to say that I, I do believe that these lists are viable. And I think you could probably even get away in most factions um, with uh, either clumping them together and picking on the outlier or spreading them out. All of these ships are uh, quick in their own right or can control a certain area of the board in their own right. And I think it's just um, how do I say it? Um, I don't, I don't know where I was going, but basically the idea is with these lists is you're gonna win um, from destroying your enemy ships uh, more than from getting objective points. Now, that's not to say that you can't get objective points, excuse me, but just that your your focus should be more on destroying enemy ships than it should be on getting objective points. Um, I'm going to try it a couple different ways when I get mine on the table. Uh, and just to see which kind of works, I've seen where three ship lists spend zero actions on objective points um I think that's the most common one um, i I tend to think that some of some of the um uh, scenarios might uh they might benefit from a full uh an action on first round, or early round objectives, but um, I've I've got to kind of put it on the table and see. But mainly, what I'm saying with this is, I still think that three ship lists are viable. You just have to change the way that you play the game. And it's kind of what I said last week. And to just give you an idea of how unexplored this territory is, uh, I'm on Pink Brain Banner now, and looking at um, archetypes in uh, 2.5 um, and a faction overview. And what we see is we see 3-ship Shepherdess make up about 1% of the representation. 3-ship um, Scum, about 3.3%. 3. 3-ship three Resistance, 0.6%. 3-ship Rebels, 1.8%. And then... Um, three-ship Imperials at 1.6%. So, we're, we're seeing some representation of three-ship lists in there, but we're not really seeing... Uh, we're, we're not seeing... Sorry, my brain is, is half working here. We're not seeing it explored as much as we're seeing five, four, five, and six ship lists. Um, which, um, in the same thing, four and five ship first order together makes up 6.9%. Um, four or five ship imperials makes up four point, no, five percent, sorry. Of the representation, four and five ship republic makes up um, a twelve point eight percent. For the rebels, four and five shipless account for oh eleven fifteen seventeen point seven percent. Actually, more than that for the resistance, um, two point, no, three point eight percent, Scum and of Villainy, eleven point three percent, and Separatists, uh, for three point, um, Eight percent. So, the the data is out there more so for the larger ship counts than for than for the the smaller ship counts. The three ship, which is the minimum. Um, so, I'm really curious to see. Uh, as we get more and more games, and how many pilots go down to the three-ship lists um, is part of the normal experimentation that comes with uh, a new game, right? The beautiful thing about pre-recorded podcasts is what well, was just a brief pause you was uh, several minutes of research for me, and I was able to uh, look up some notable three-ship lists that uh, did particularly well that I thought I would share with you all as well. This one was a, uh, at a seven-player tournament, um, managed to win overall. And it's a rebel list, so with wedge Antilles with outmaneuver, advanced proton torpedoes, shield upgrade, and S foils, 10 num with fire control, auto blasters, heavy laser cannon, proxy mines, hull upgrade, and stabilized S foils, and Lando Calrissian with 9 num, C3PO, bitstand, hull upgrade, and millennium falcon. Um, and I'll, I'll point out here that this is a list where you have a uh, a double-tapping ship in a three-ship list that did well. And then the other one that I'd like to give a quick shout-out to was, um, and you'll notice another trend in this, uh, came in third place out of 15 players, and it was Boss with Enduring, Gamma Key, Zamwessel, Greedo, Deadman's Switch, Boba Fett with Lone Wolf, Contraband cybernetics, whole upgrade Marauder and Maul, and Lando Calrissian with Dead Eye shot and tactical officer. So, again, another double tapping ship. So again, I think. Let me kind of revisit what I was initially saying. I think three ship lists are viable, um, if they have a double tapper in there, something that can shoot twice and put out the extra damage. I think that's important. But anyway, I'm sure you guys are all tired of hearing me uh, ramble about three-ship lists, Um, but I don't have anything else I wanted to talk about, so we'll just make this a short episode. Um, So, with that said, uh, thank you for making it this far in the podcast. Please consider leaving a review however you consume the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Um, I will note on here that um, I really enjoy um, hearing from you all and it it uh, lightens up my uh it'll it lightens up my mood whenever I see a a post so thank you uh, to all that have done that and uh if you haven't please consider doing so um as you know i like as you know sorry my uh family is calling my dogs and I don't have my normal quiet place to do that, so uh, I'm just going to leave that in. Anyway, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question, and uh, this week's question is, Is do you believe that three-ship lists are, uh, well, what is? me put it this way, is a double tap necessary for a three-ship list to be viable? That's the question. All right. This is Sailor Joe, signing off.